Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Part of Me. This is the third in the series so far. It's January 2018 so I want to start by wishing everybody a happy new year. Today we're joined by Ross who has happily agreed to be interviewed by us. So hello Ross. Hello Andy, how are you? I'm very well thank you, how are you? Very well, thank you. Good. Do you mind starting by telling us who you are and what you do? Hi, I'm I work the Spectrum Centre for Independent Living, based in Southampton, and I am a Community Employment Specialist. Okay, and what does, what does that mean? So basically, my role at Spectrum is to support people through a job club which is basically, in a nutshell, around helping people back into work and looking at what support they may need once they're in work. And most of my clients have been on long-term health benefits and have a long-term health condition. Okay, that sounds really interesting. How long have you been doing that? I've been doing that just about eight 18 months. Okay, brilliant, excellent. And we've got nine people so far into uh, paid employment. Oh wow, that's brilliant. That's absolutely brilliant. Um, do you mind telling us a bit about um, the reason you're being interviewed today is because you're a disabled person and you're quite successful in the workplace. So would you mind telling our listeners a little bit about your disability and what it means to you, kind of how it affects you and how... Um, what kind of support and but also um, how you manage it really? Yeah, so I have cerebral palsy, which is a neurological condition, and it is basically for me around just needing a little bit ex- extra support around me being able to do my job. So, what that means in practice is that I need. Help to, to drive, I don't drive myself, and I have to have a support worker who's able to take, um, do all the things um, that I would find a little bit more challenging or difficult in the workplace, or as I like to say, the things that maybe would take me a bit too long if you're being paid to do them. Okay, can you give us an example of some of those? Because um, do you mean people actually doing your work for you or do you mean people kind of facilitating you to do your own work? No, that's a really, really important question, really good question. So the the access to work is around um, me being able to direct somebody to do those parts of the job that I find a little bit more tricky or difficult, it, it doesn't replace um, <laughs> replace me doing doing the role for myself. For example, typing of a letter, I can type, but I'm quite a slow typer. So if I've got a large report to write, actually, it's far more cost effective for me and the employer if I can ask extra support to be able to do that task. 
So just to clarify, if you were ty- I think that's a really good example, typing a letter. You would tell your support worker what to type, and then they would type it for you. So essentially you're dictating to somebody who's typing it for you because your physical actions are slower, but you are cognitively able to do it yourself. Yeah, correct. Brilliant. Okay, thank you very much. Um, so what do you think the hardest thing for you regarding your disability is in the workplace? Hardest thing is actually probably how long it takes me just to be able to get in and out of the car. Okay. Things are really practical. Um, really practical thing, but actually, when you're when you're rushing around and quite often, I'm rushing from one meeting to another in different locations, like a lot of able-bodied people do day to day. Actually, when you have additional needs, it it does take a little bit longer just to do those normal everyday activities like parking, like. You know, getting yourself out of your car, getting to the place, making sure you can access the, the venue. Um, so, how do you ensure that? Okay, sorry, sorry, I I missed that last bit. Can you just repeat that last bit, please? Making sure you can get into the room. Right. Okay. So, so how do you ensure that you're able to carry out your job um, and meet the um, the tasks that you have to do um, in your employment? The key thing for me is the preparation. Okay. So making sure that you've, you know exactly what the employer's expectations of you and the, the role is, is a really key key point. Having a good sense of humour, yep. um, I think, gets me through a lot of what I have to um, deal with on a daily basis, but also... More importantly, the people I work with are are key um, to um, my my success. My team, Excellent. I pick my team um, quite carefully because the team is a big extension of me. Yeah. Does that make sense? Um, yeah, I th- yeah, no, I think it does make sense. So, you know, I completely understand that your team has to be kind of on board with what you're doing. I suppose it's like any employee that employer has, that they need to be the right employee for the job. So they have to meet the job description, but also the person's specifications, so they can help you achieve what you want to achieve and kind of work with you to make it happen. Yeah, and I think it's a bit unlike, uh, unlike any other thing. Any other role when you work as an actress to work PA, you are with that person a considerable amount of the day. Yeah. Um, they drive me to and from venues, we're in meetings together, we quite often have lunch together, so it's really important, a bit like a, a personal um, care or support worker in a care setting. It's really yeah. important that you get on well, and that relationship is key. Okay, brilliant, excellent. I never thought of it like that, but yeah, you're right. It's it's one of those relationships, you know, that you have to make sure that you know the person really understands where you're coming from and what you're trying to achieve. But equally, I suppose you have to really work with them to kind of pick up on their weakness, pick up on their strengths, and support their needs to develop them a bit more as well. Yeah, and also ensuring that you're meeting the objective of the of your company. Absolutely. Well, because that's 
representing the company in which you're working for. So, you know, like any employee, you know, we have responsibility to ensure that we're representing the company's values of work, doing a good job in delivering the outcomes that the employer wants you to meet. That's a very good point. Oh, that's a very good point. Now, you've mentioned a couple of times something called access to work. Can you just explain what that means and what it is? So, access to work is a, is a fund from the government to help um, disabled people um, back into um, work and to enable them to do. Um, the parts of the role that possibly they wouldn't be able to do without that additional support. Okay, um, cool. A very detailed um, and time-consuming assessment you have to go through, um, but it's there basically to enhance um, your support package. Okay. It's not just about the individual in which it's supporting, it's about also um, supporting the employer. So access to work is, is yeah, does, does two things really. It supports you as an individual, but it also is there to, to help the employer with any questions that they might have. Okay, cool. So, who can apply for access to work? Is it just people with physical disabilities? No, it goes across the whole um, disability strand. So, it could be people with mental health issues, it could be people with sight impairment, um, as well as physical impairment as well. Okay, cool. And what kind of things can it support somebody with? So you mentioned a little bit about, I think you mentioned um, it can help with support workers, but there, is there anything else that Access to Work can support with? Yeah, for sure. Access to Work also support with providing equipment. Yeah. Um, it can fund uh, mobility equipment, so that could be a wheelchair. It can... Um, it can, it can support things like specialist adaptations to a workplace. Okay. Um, so height adjustable tables, uh, your workstations, different monitors, um, keyboards, um, in some cases, uh, you know, interpretation services. Okay. Huge, um, market obviously for people that require um, interpretation support um, and there's quite a lot in the media around um, interpretation services and access to work at the moment and people not having fair access so that's quite an interesting area that I believe is going to probably expand over the next few months. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so if people wanted to find out more about access to work, how do they apply for it? So basically, the easiest way is to go online, like with all these things, and go to directgov.uk and just type into the search bar access to work, and it's as simple as it all pops up in front of you. 
Okay, cool. And is there a limited, I suppose I should ask, is there, um, I suppose there has to be a limit to everything. Unfortunately, money doesn't grow on trees. Is there a limited amount of, of things that people can apply for? Because I heard that people can kind of have a mixture of things. So they can have equipment, support workers, and sometimes travel as well. So is there a, um, a top range of money that people can, can apply for? That sounds great. Thank you very much. That's really that's really useful to know. Thank you for telling us about that. Um, so, um, so if you were going to offer um, any support to disabled employees in the workplace, what do you think it would be? I mean, I know you touched a bit up upon it when you talked about um, how you manage your disability in the workplace. But is there any other um, advice you might give to um, disabled employees? Yeah, I, I think for me it's about. I always take my candidate when I'm trying to get the work work ready. Be honest with your employer. If you have a disability, okay. try, and, try and declare it as soon as, as soon at the earliest opportunity. Now, I know this is a bit of a, a hot potato with some people that they don't want, they don't feel comfortable to declare their disability to the girl. The way I, I think about it is the earlier you can declare it, the earlier you can be getting the right support. Um, and the earlier the employer has the opportunity to make those, make those changes, make those reasonable adjustments that we all talk about. Actually, um, there, are, there is support out there for employers through programs like Access to Work to make those reasonable adjustments. I think I think you've a couple of really important points there. Kind of declaring your disability as soon as possible in order to um, to, to be able to to benefit from the reasonable adjustments that are on offer. Um, an employer doesn't have to um, doesn't have any obligation to you um, as an employee in the Department of Reasonable Adjustments until they know that you are disabled. Um, I've heard so it's really important to say that at the beginning. Uh, and, you know, employers, employees, and employers should use the HR, their HR department as well, okay. you know, to support them in that, in that process. Okay, so, so can you just elaborate a bit on that? And So what kind of things can they use their HR department for? Their HR just for advice. can be really helpful in terms of... Um, maybe giving people correct the time in, in the application process. They can look at, um, you know, maybe making sure that the, the, the different formats 
available in terms of the application form or, or providing that application packet in a slightly different way. Um, the physical support around the interview. Um, I think we all get a little bit caught up in actually we've always done interviews in a certain way that actually, you know, we're not going to change. Yeah. Nothing we can explain with this. You have to do, have to do an interview in a certain way. Yeah. You have to ask the same questions, but there's nothing to stop at hours before the interview a candidate having those questions, providing you're going to ask the same questions to each candidate. Yeah. No, I completely agree, but you know, I completely agree with what you're saying. I will just add a caveat to that, that if you're going to give one candidate um, access to the questions, then you should give them all. Um, because obviously you're not necessarily going to know that the person's disabled before they come into the interview. Um, obviously we have equal, you know, equality monitoring forms, but they're not really for the um, interviewees, the interviewers to see. Um, also got the guaranteed interview procedure, which employers should be should be signed up to. Yeah. But if you meet the the minimal criteria for the for the role, you should be um, guaranteed the interview. Yeah, no, I agree. That should give the people people with impairment um, you know, a little bit more confidence in terms of uh, knowing that Yeah, no, that's a very good point. Um, is there anything else you would like um, our listeners to know, Ross? Um, no, I, I just encourage both um, employees and employers to benefit from what um, what the kind of people and people with impairments can bring to, to the workplace. Um, it shouldn't be seen as a negative mm-hmm. experience and quite often in, in the modern world now, you know, there's different ways in which um, candidates can access or employees can access uh, services. So it doesn't just mean, you know, they must be in the office at 9am in the morning. Yeah. You know, it yeah. means 9am. Uh, I completely agree, and everything with um, with remote working and everything with technology means that it's not it's not always imperative for that um, employee to be in the physical office in the physical workspace. Um, you can keep in touch with your employee as much as you want um, by giving them the technology, giving them a computer, using things like um, conferencing calls and things. But I think it's important. Uh, whilst you're saying that, and I completely agree with you, not to forget that that big part of um, having a job in an organisation is being part of that organisation culture. So finding a, always finding ways to in, include those employees in everything that's going on is really important too. Yeah, I think that's 
and being comfortable with asking for a break. Yeah. Actually, don't struggle on in silence. Um, yeah, people can be, the whole culture can, can lend itself to, you know, maybe you need a break. And quite often, you know, the meetings be going on for five hours and everybody needs a break. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. No, I think that's a really good point to leave it on. Ross, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. Thank you very much. Um, thank you, everyone, for listening today. Ross mentioned quite a few useful things. Um, if you want to find out more about anything Ross mentioned, from inclusive recruitment to inclusive workspace environment to access to work, please get in touch, and Celebrating Disability will be happy to help. Thank you very much. Bye.